Janos is a pastor in Colombia, and he shares this story. He says the Christian life, in his experience of sort of watching people go through the Christian life, he says it's very often as if you've been given a, a bank card by a rich relative. Maybe your aunt has given you this bank card and said, hey, I'm giving you this bank ATM card, and there's loads of cash in that account for you. Have fun. Wow, that, that would be cool. Because oftentimes in the Christian life, we kind of know that there's, there's resources, there's help, there's kind of a supernatural support from God. and we've got, We feel like we've got the bank card. So you've got this bank card from your auntie. And you go to the ATM and you put it in the machine. Ah, what do you do now? Because you, you can't get cash out without, you can't get to those resources without the PIN number, without the PIN. Okay, so you call your auntie from the cash point. You're like, oh, thank you so much for that very kind card. And I'm really excited about getting some cash out and having a great time going shopping. Uh, just one thing, I need the PIN code. And so your aunt's like, okay, yeah, you do. You need the PIN code. So she, she's a bit crotchety, rich but crotchety. She says, well, don't, I'm not going to repeat myself. Don't make, pay attention. I'm going to tell you the PIN code. I'm going to tell you once. I don't want to repeat myself. So are you listening? She's got the PIN You've got the card, you're ready, you're about to hear the pin. So you, you're going to concentrate on that phone call, right? You're at the ATM, you're going to kind of hold the phone right to your ear, you're going to try and, you're going to do that thing where you put one finger on the other ear to block out all the other distracting noises, we all do that, and, uh, and you're ready. You're waiting for the pin, you're going to receive it, you're going to concentrate. Four digits that are going to give you access to all these resources, four steps to get access to great resources. I think you'd concentrate in that moment. And Pastor Caesar Cassianus says that actually the Christian life is like that. So when you read the Bible, we see so many experiences of people through the stories and the pages of the Bible who receive resources from God, who receive those resources. And he says, if there's ever a story that condenses those steps of faith, the pin code of faith, it's a story in Mark chapter 5 that we're going to read this morning together. God's not an ATM machine. He's relational. But actually, if we look at those different steps that people go through in the Bible, we can see the steps that they went through, that people have gone through, the process of reaching out and receiving supernatural resources from the Lord. So let's read Mark chapter 5. It's a great story for us this morning. Maybe I'll read. I'll read here. So Jesus went with him. Verse 24, Jesus went with him. And a large crowd followed and pressed round him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and she'd spent all that she had. But instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned round in the crowd and, and asked, Hey, who touched my clothes? Oh, you, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered him. And yet, you can ask, who touched me? Jesus kept looking round to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear. She told him the whole truth, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Be freed from your suffering. I just want to pause. I want to touch on that. You know, I said God's not an ATM machine. 
what strikes me in this is the process, the steps of faith that she went to ended up with her face-to-face with Jesus. A relationship was sparked and born in that moment. That's where a, a process of faith takes us to. But we're going to unpack the steps that she went through to experience that healing in her body and see what it says to us this morning. So, Father, we pray. God, we pray that we'll receive this lady's experience as if it's our own, as if it speaks to our own lives and speaks to our own situations. Come alive in us now. Holy Spirit, we pray, bring this word to life in us now so that we can step in faith in this time and receive great things from your word. Amen. You know, as we unpack this miracle together, I often have a great time imagining what the scene was like in the Bible. You see, Mark writes that the crowd, there was a large crowd gathered and they pressed in on Jesus in Israel. And in my head, I was thinking, you know, if Mark was writing about a crowd in England, he would have said a large crowd gathered and formed an orderly queue in which they waited their turn to speak to Jesus one by one with no pushing, shoving, biting or arguing. That's how he would have written it in England. But that, this isn't written in the UK. This is written in a hot, dusty, dry climate where people were all over each other and trying to sort of push through and press in. And, and, and that's kind of a crowd at the best of time. But Mark says even this crowd, it was pressing even more than a normal crowd, right? So it was kind of this chaotic swirl of people all trying to get close to Jesus and see what's happening with Jesus. And I just wanted to try and bring some of that to, to life for us this morning. So you know, imagine you're kind of in that hot climate and there's dust. So when you breathe, you're kind of getting dust on your, on your nose and your tongue and you can smell spice in the air. Somebody's uh, frying onions in the corner of the market and people are shouting out to each other. Maybe it was market day. And uh, so I was kind of conceiving what that would be like. And so maybe this group over here, I'm going to ask you to be the market traders who are in that crowd, okay? And if you're a market trader, you've kind of waited your whole week to get to market day, right? That's the big event. And you've been working, you've been working, you've been working, you've been growing bananas. Okay, you guys look like banana. Okay, so you've been growing bananas. And you get to market day, and you're like, I've got to sell me some bananas. Okay, so you're feeling motivated about the... You do? (laughs) Yeah, that's right, okay. And you're giving, you're practically giving them away. Two for one on bananas! Two for, go on, two for one, shout with me. Two for one one on bananas! Okay, this is good. Okay, you lost your passion, okay? You've got to keep, the whole day, two for one on bananas! Right, you guys are going to be the olive oil sales merchants, okay? And it's going to be like a football chant, okay? So, uh... My olive oil is lovely. My olive oil is lovely. My olive oil is lovely. Okay, and you lot. Yeah, okay, come on, keep going, keep it up. Yeah, that's right. You guys are selling. Okay, so we got banana, we got, well, we, can't, we need either meat or we need carbs. So which guys are you going to be? What do you want to do, meat or carbs? Meat, okay, okay. Okay, so it's going to be like a, uh, like a train track rhythm, okay? Best meat in town, best meat in town, best meat in town, all right? Best meat in town, best meat in town, best meat in town, best meat in town, best meat in town. Two for one on bananas, two for one on bananas. Your olive oil is lovely, your olive oil is lovely. Come on. All right, okay, 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 you're getting there, you're getting there, okay. Are you guys, you guys are going to be the punter, okay? You're going to come to this market 
but actually you don't want to buy anything. So I want you to stand up, and I want you to do this. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to. It's miserable, right? You're trying to convince them to buy it. But I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy it. What are you guys doing? Best meeting in town. Best meeting in town. Best meeting in town. All is lovely. My olive oil is lovely. Two for one on bananas. Two for one on bananas. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to buy it. Two for one on bananas. Woo! Very good. Give yourself a big hand. Okay, 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 okay. I think you're starting to get a feel for the crowd. The crowd pressed around Jesus. They were pushing in on him. They were shouting at him. They were, it's the kind of crowd where you walk elbows first. It's like the metro center on Christmas Eve. It's carnage in there. And we've got this kind of description of the crowd. And then it's like the camera focuses on this one lady. And Mark writes, there was a lady there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. I'm exhausted. I hope you guys are doing okay. <laughs> 12 years. And you know, I was thinking, man, what kind of environment was that for this lady? Crazy crowds pressing around. The condition that she had, she probably, probably felt embarrassed to be out in public. She probably felt awkward being out in big groups of people. She probably felt like she looked, you know, that, that was an illness that was probably taking a toll on how she looked. Maybe she was looking kind of thin and, and unwell. She's really struggling with her, with her body. She's really struggling both on the inside and kind of physically with what's happening to her. My suspicion is she probably didn't like being in crowds. She probably found excuses or reasons not to be out on market day because she didn't want people to see her and she didn't want to see people. So all of this kind of crazy noise going on. But it's like the camera focuses in on this one lady's situation. And I think, what, what could stir somebody panicky, nervous, anxious, freaking out all these people? What stirs her to go out and put herself in that situation? Four steps of faith. Four steps of faith. We're going to share them this morning. We're going to share the promise. We're going to share how she visualized. We're going to share how she confessed, how she spoke out, and how she pushed through to get a breakthrough, to get a miracle, to get change in her life and physical healing in that time. Amazing steps of faith. So let's look at this first one, promise. Because we read, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, another translation puts it, when she heard the reports about Jesus. And I, again, my mind starts to activate, right? Something. what did she hear? What was it that she'd heard? What were people saying about Jesus in that time? He's somebody who heals the sick. He's somebody who causes the deaf to hear. He's somebody who gives sight to the blind. He's somebody who cares about the unlovely in society. He's somebody who loves the, the lepers. Everybody else is terrified of the lepers because they don't want to catch this skin disease, contagious skin disease, but Jesus has compassion on them. He, he even touched the lepers, but he didn't catch the disease. They caught his health. Jesus released healing. He's got such depth of care and compassion for the unloved in society. So she's heard these reports. She's heard them. She's heard them. She's heard them. And somehow it's like she's received a promise to herself. Ah, 
Jesus can help me in this situation. Uh, she suffered under the care of doctors 12 years that she's been ill. But she receives this word like a promise for her life. Ah, Jesus can heal me. If I can, she receives it with such strength that she says to herself, if I can just reach out and touch his cloak, I'll be healed. Even just to touch part of his clothing, I'll be, she's received this promise. I wonder if you've ever received a promise from God from his word like that, that was contrary to your circumstances, but rode high above your circumstances as something you could hold on to and believe for, even in difficult times. You know, in one sense, the whole of the Bible, the whole of this book, represented by my Kindle, of course, but the whole of this book is a report about Jesus. Just like that woman received, I've heard some reports about Jesus. You know, when you read the Bible, I'll tell you what you're reading. You're reading reports about Jesus. You're reading reports about his ways, his life, his perspective, his dealings with men and women over the years. It's all about him. It's reports about him. And if you're in a place in life where you're like this lady and you feel, maybe you feel nervous in crowds, maybe you feel like you need a a breakthrough, a change, a supernatural resource to come into your life, I can only commend you to get this book into your life. I'm sure I've shared before, so I won't go into it again. I've shared before how when I was 19 years old, I read the Bible for myself for the first time and saw who Jesus was in John's gospel. This is somebody I've got to find out more about. This is somebody I want to follow. I'm sure I've shared before how under times of pressure in my life, I haven't wanted to read the Bible. I've just not had appetite for it, not had energy for it. And Pastor Clive said to me, read it anyway, it will do you good. So I read it, not because I believed in it or because I was kind of doing well or excited about it. I read it because somebody who I really respected told me to. And I thought, what harm can it do? And you know, as I read it, it started to speak to me and faith started to rise despite the pressure that I was under. God met me in this book, in reports about Jesus. The words of this book are life, encouragement, promises from God for each one of us this morning. You know, on this Vision Sunday, I want to share a promise that we, as a leadership team, we feel we've received from God for our church in this time. We want to put on life class again in April and May. And we really believe that God's called us to have 50 guests come and join us on that. 50 people who don't yet know who Jesus is, who don't yet know him for themselves, who are investigating, exploring, finding out who is this man like I was just a few years ago when I was 19. People who want to ask the big questions of life. And we did life class in November 2016. And it was awesome. It was just great. You know, we opened the building. We had friends and family and guests in. We ate together. There was kind of this buzz going on, a new atmosphere. And people were able to talk and ask the big questions, the things they've been thinking about. It was just an opportunity for people to come in and find out who Jesus is for themselves. You know, we had... Um, with the kids wanting to come, right? Because they heard it was good. So on a Friday night, they're like, oh, can I come? You know, everybody wanted to be at life class. And we want to do it again because it's just one of the best things that we've been able to do over the last few years to welcome people in, to create an atmosphere and an opportunity where they can ask for themselves, who is this Jesus? What does it mean for my life? And so we've kind of received like a promise, hey, we'd love to have 50 people, be able to welcome 50 people to come in and meet with us and, and meet the Lord and meet Jesus and find out about him in that time. So that's like a promise that we're receiving into our lives in this season. 
You know, the next step, right? The next step that I want to go on and talk about is to visualize, is to visualize. And we read it in the text. The woman, she, she has such a clear impression of what it would be like to meet with Jesus. She, she's conce- it's just such a clear mental image, right? When you read that, she started to say to herself, or she, she thought, oh, if I can just reach his cloak, such a clear picture, a mental impression of what the potential could be like if she could reach out and, and connect with Jesus in that time. And that is exactly what happened. Just as she saw it in her mind's eye, that's how it came to pass in that moment. Just as she conceived of it and said to herself, oh, if I can just do this thing, that's how it came to pass for her. Again, I'm sure I've shared that Karis and I have had a great season over the last year, 18 months, of really uh, breaking out in dreams and visualizing and seeing God break through with amazing things in our lives. I've shared how through kind of conceiving a, a picture in our mind and praying that into being, we've been able to move house, we've been able to buy family scooters, uh, we've been able to refurb some of the foyer out there. You know, that started as a, a picture, as a, an image, a dream, a vision that Karis carried, and I think we're all living in the benefit of that. When we receive something like this, we visualize, and it, it comes to life in front of us. When I was asking Mick for his pin number, you know what he was visualizing? He was visualizing his pin number. So I'm talking about pins now, right? So how many people of you are thinking about your pin? Because it's almost like how many people of you are thinking, you know, the shape of the digits on the keypad as you put them in? How many of you are thinking about when was the last time I had to do it? Oh, it was in the petrol station or Asda or the co-op or wherever it is. You know, the, the, the mental image is, is there. We're kind of conceiving that mental image. And, uh, and as you talk about something like that, the image is, is strong and powerful over your life. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If your pin code is one, two, three, four, uh, that's probably not a great idea. And just kind of as a free takeaway from this sermon this morning, you should really think about changing that, but it's just one for you to reflect on. To visualize has great power as we conceive of those things. And it would be wrong of me when I talk about vision and visualizing, not to mention that the people on this side of the room are probably struggling to visualize some of the words on the screen uh, because this projector needs some kind of um, you know, ministry from the Lord in some way, which I don't really know about. Um, and so it's a delight to be able to say that the vision that we're carrying is a, is a vision to change these projectors. Yeah. Wow. Receive it. Um, you know, we're really excited about life class. And so one of the things you do when you're... If you're, um, if you're in charge of Christmas dinner one year, right, you're going to do Christmas dinner for the whole family you'll probably sit down and think about and imagine, oh, what's it going to be like when everyone comes around? Oh, I know, like I'll, put, I'll lay the table nice, I'll get some sparkly napkins, we'll get some crackers, uh, light a, a smelly candle, get some nice atmosphere going. You, when you're preparing to have guests in your home, you start to imagine, and you start to think, oh, what would, how, how will it be when they come in? You know, people will come in and will say, well, hey, good to see you, and you start to conceive what the atmosphere might be like and the warmth that's in the room and the laughter and the kind of the catching up and the bad jokes from the crackers. And you, know, all that, you start to conceive and imagine and visualize what the atmosphere is going to be like. And so as we prepare for 50 guests on Life Class, we've been conceiving and imagining what's the atmosphere in our building going to be like. How are we going to, what does it look like for us to put out nice table decorations and candles? And so we're going to replace the projectors. We're going to uh, 
paint and brighten up and refresh the kind of corridor downstairs. We're going to sort out some of the acoustics in Hall 2, so it's really friendly for guests and also for kids workers who have a lot of noise in that room. Uh, we're going to invest in the infrastructure of the building. We're going to, there's a rewire that we're going to do. We're going to uh, re replace the fire alarm system. That needs upgrading. And, uh, and we're going to sort out some of the ventilation in the kitchen so we can do food for people. It's a great opportunity to prepare our hearts and imagine what it's going to be like to welcome guests in. And one of the best parts is that uh, kind of at other points in time, when somebody stood on the platform and gone, hey, it's great, we're going to do loads of stuff in the building, and it's really exciting, and we're going to do loads of stuff, the next thing that they say is, please make a special offering this year. Because all of that takes finances. And it's such a privilege to be able to stand here and say, actually, the, 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 the finances to do all of that that I've just talked about is already there. We've already got those finances in the church bank account. At the end of, or at the end of 2017, just coming into 2018, as the Clive and Sally's team, we just felt stirred. 2018 is going to be a different kind of year for us. It's going to be a different kind of year. It's going to be a different kind of breakthrough. It's going to be a different level of welcoming people in. It's going to be a different opportunity for us in 2018. And so something stirred in us to say, hey, we want to respond to that in advance. You know, we feel like God's speaking something different to us. Something rose up in us to say, we're going to respond differently. We want to make an offering at the start of 2018. And so we did that on the 1st of January 2018, we made an offering, a, a number of us. And out of that offering and something that was uh, the sort of surplus that was already in the church bank accounts, we're able to do all of that stuff that I've just talked about. And it's already, you know, that's already, the finance is already there. It's a huge blessing to be able to say, hey, we're preparing space for guests. We're preparing a great space for guests. So all we have to do now, the rest of us, we just visualize. And I want to encourage you to visualize and imagine what it's going to be like what the atmosphere is going to be like, the kind of laughter, the conversation, the bars, the atmosphere, everything that's going on as people come in and are able to read the words on the screen without getting sort of fuzzy, blurry, headache things going on. It's going to be amazing. Visualize, visualize, visualize. Step three, as this lady receives the miracle, is to confess, to confess. And again, I sort of read it and, you know, she's, she's saying, she, Mark writes about how she thought and Matthew says, she said to herself, if I can just reach his cloak, if I can just reach his cloak, if I can, she was, and in my mind, I can see her saying it again and again and again because she had received it. And so it was what was coming out of her, her lips was reflecting what was on the inside of her. If I can just reach his cloak, she was making that into a new confession, a new declaration over her life. Amazing. And I've heard that the inventor, Thomas Edison, had really received the power of confession. Apparently, he had the habit of calling a press conference. So he'd get all the journalists and everybody together, and he'd gather everybody, and he'd say, hey, and he'd describe to them in great detail this invention, something he was going to make and produce, this idea he'd have, and he'd describe all the features and the benefits and what it was going to do for them. And then everybody was really excited. And Mr. Edison, this is an amazing invention. This is so cool. How are you going to do this thing? He said, yes, great, we're going to make this thing. And then he'd finish the press conference, and then he'd run back into his workshop to actually invent the thing that he told everybody about already. <laughs> now the pressure was on. He put it out there in the public domain. Everybody knew that Mr. Edison was going to invent a light bulb or whatever it was that he'd confessed and declared about in public. So now he has to you know, hide himself away in the workshop and... That, that, but by the way, that's sort of, you know, acting for like workshop. I don't, I don't know why that is. My hands are just moving. 
He had to go and do this thing and actually bring it to life. But it started when he spoke about it to everybody. He made a confession. You know, I listened to this really interesting podcast a couple of months ago. Uh, these two guys, specialists in their field of human behavior, both PhDs, great minds, they used to work for the UK government. And one of the things they did for the UK government was help think about how do we get change into people's lives, create the right kind of um, response to a situation. So one of their first challenges when they were working there was uh, about 9 million people in the UK do self-assessment tax returns, okay? So some of us will have done that. January just gone. 9 million people in the UK. And 90% of those people pay their taxes on time, but 1 in 10 does not pay their taxes on time. I think the system's changed now. You pay in advance a bit, but that's how it used to be when they were working. 9 out of 10 people pay their taxes. Now, it doesn't sound that bad, but actually in the, you know, the people who weren't paying, it was like a several billion pounds worth of missing taxes. So these two guys, they had their project think, well, how do we, very government project, right? How do we get taxes out of people? It's the government. How do we do this thing? So they tried a number of tactics with people. Um, they wrote to them kind of threatening letters, you know, if you don't pay your taxes, we're going to come for you, send Charlie and the boys around or something, I don't know what he's... Um, and they uh, sent pleading letters, you know, please pay your taxes, it's the right thing to do. They sent reminder letters, regular reminders, kind of dripping in tax, 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 various different strategies. But the one that worked was a really simple letter that just said, nine out of ten people in the UK pay their taxes on time. And you are in the small minority that doesn't. Yours sincerely, Dilida. Within 23 days they had a material increase in the number of people out of that uh, group paying their taxes. They saw a material increase in 23 days just by nudging them ever so gently that 9 out of 10 were doing it. So these guys are smart. They really understand human behavior and how we make decisions and how we stick by decisions and how we sort of see things through. And so one of the other projects that they were working on is about how do we make better choices and how do we stick with those choices. Guess what they found? The power of confession. If you set yourself a resolution, a new way of doing things, or you want to set a new habit for yourself, you are much more likely to stick with it if you tell somebody else about it. You are, it massively increases the likelihood of somebody sticking with a resolution or a decision or a new habit if you actually speak it out and tell somebody else about it. Confession has power. So one of the guys wanted to go to the gym more that year. So he said, okay, so what he brought in a whiteboard to his office and he put it up at the back of the office and he sort of you know, gathered everybody. He's like, okay, guys, I want you all to know. And he wrote on it. So I, David, will go to the gym three times a week this year. Put it in front of everybody. Guess what? Motivation. He went to the gym three times a week that year because he told people about it. The other guy shares a story how he wanted to drink less during the week. He said he was, becoming, uh, he was d- drinking a lot of wine during the week, and he felt that wasn't good for his health, and it wasn't that good for his uh, wallet, and it was starting to get a bit expensive. So he said, all right, I'm going to sh- change my habits. I'm only going to have wine at the weekends, uh, and that's what I'm going to do. So he told his, his wife, he said, right, we're only going to have wine at the weekends. I think it'll be good for my health. I think it'll be good for our bank account. So he told his wife about it. Guess what? Didn't work. The other thing they learn is that your wives, husbands, significant others do not count. 
So I want you to, if you're with your wife, husband, partner, significant other, I want you to turn to them. I just want to take a moment and say, I love you. You're wonderful. You're special. You're beautiful, handsome, talented, gifted. You know, whatever you would normally say to each other. Some of you look very awkward. <laughs> wonderful. I love you. But you don't count. You don't count. You don't count. If you make a confession just to someone, they're going to let you off the hook, is basically what they learn. Your wife, husband, partner, significant other, they will be soft on you. You know, you'll come home and you say, oh, I know it's Tuesday, but I bought a bottle of wine. They'll be like, oh, bless you. <laughs> Let's have a glass. They, uh, you know, three times a week, oh, I didn't go to the gym at all last week. Oh, I know, bless you. It was a long week, you poor thing. They don't count. Most of the time. I know some um, like strong on that front, but most of the time. Confession has... Why is everyone looking at Karis? Confession <laughs> has power. And they learned that. The lady, she's saying, if I can just reach his cloak, if I can just get this thing. So we want to confess. We really believe God has it in heart for us to gather 50 guests, 50 people to find out about Jesus for themselves. 50 people. It's going to be a great opportunity for many people to come to know him and to find out about him for themselves. The last step, step number four, is to push through. Push through. We had a bit of fun talking about the crowd, right? You've got the picture. This was a noisy, rowdy rabble. There was no forming an orderly queue. It was elbows out and you know, knees and legs and whatever else it took to kind of push through this thing and get to the front. You, people were doing whatever it took. Eye gout, that fish hooking thing. You know, whatever it took to get to the front of this crowd. And this, this woman, vulnerable, challenged in her health, somehow made this incredible effort to get through to where Jesus was. But what a breakthrough she received when she did it. Amazing breakthrough. And so for us, the learning we want to take away is if we're going to do this, if we're going to break through, if we're going to gather people, if we're going to help people meet with Jesus for themselves, then we want to be those of the same heart, spirit, mind who push through. And to kind of help you understand what that might um, look like, we want to recreate for you just exactly as it, almost exactly as it happened. Karis uh, and my living room on an evening when we were starting to talk about these things. Yeah. So there we were, chilling. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my, my ambition in life is that any evening where I don't have to go out, I like to put on my dressing gown as early in the evening as I possibly can. So now you know. <laughs> and so it was just another typical one of those evenings where Karis and I were sitting. Oh, love. I think you look very fetching. Thank you. You know, we've had these since we were married. These were a wedding present. Twelve years old. Our lovely dressing gowns. And Hello. so there we were. Hi. How was your day? Oh, where's my notebook? Oh, well, I'll survive. It was great. Thank good. you. I'm really enjoying your message. It's really good. <laughs> Did you um, feed the gecko? <coughs> I didn't feed the gecko. You, that's the thing I always forget to do. You know that. Well, you do it before bedtime. I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't count. If I said yes, she'd let me off the hook anyway. I promise to feed the gecko every night. I'm off the hook. I love it. Because <laughs> you guys aren't here because this is our front room. <laughs> 
So anyway, um, what are we talking about this evening? We were going to talk this evening. Yeah, we were going to try and figure out like, where we're going with the church in terms of winning people for life class or sharing that message with them or how do we make life class something that everyone can get involved in this year because like, we can have ideas, but it's people. You know, am I, am I, we might even be in church one day and be looking at people and saying, hey, you're our greatest resource. You know, we're so grateful for every single one of you that comes to this church, that invests really so much of that? your time, okay. so much of your energy and your passions. And like the goal for 50, to invite 50 people to find out about Jesus for themselves is like massive, right? And we can't do it by ourselves, Benj. No, that's a good point. Okay, right. We're, so We're going to need everybody to... Like, How are we going to push through to this thing? I got it. Okay, right. So what we're going to do, we'll have three special event Sundays. And I can look at my calendar. Let's find out some good dates. Yeah, that. let's pick some good dates. Okay. So I was thinking, um, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, what about if we go with the 11th of February, like Valentine's? Oh, we could do like a Valentine's takeover, yeah, 11th of February. And then, February. memory structure, 11th of February, okay. let's do it on the 11th, 11th of March. 11th of March, so it's easy to remember. 11, 11. And then, when's Easter this year? Oh, it's the first. Well, that's first. half of 11, okay. kind okay. of, like so a like one. So like 11, 11 Feb, 11 March. What? 11, 11, 1. Easy. Okay. I can remember that. 11, 11, okay. 1. 11th cool. of Feb, 11th of March, 1st of April. Three special First event of April, Sundays. Special event Sundays. Okay. Yeah. But that, like, I'm always good at having these sort of, you know, ish ideas, but you are the one who really makes them happen. So what are we going to do in those meetings? <sighs> Let me have a think. Mm. Okay. So if it's 11, 11, and 1, we should make them all start with the same letter because okay, that would help brilliant. us remember Love them. it. Good. Like, L's. Love. 11, 11, 11 L. L, okay, I'm with you. 11, 11, 1, L, L, L. Okay. Love. Love, Valentine's, good, like it. Good. Light. Light. Because we like light. They like saving, I love good. light. Yeah, with it. Uh, and life for Easter. Life for Easter. Man, love. you're so good at this. Light. Brilliant. Amazing. I, do you know what? I've even got a slide I don't for that. I think it's spontaneously. It's just no. amazing. I prepared a slide oh, for our living it. room. Great. <laughs> graphics are brilliant. What I can't, I can't wait to see those graphics on a really new projector with top quality pinpoint accurate oh, vision. Can I just say, whoever screamed with the light earlier, please come and see me after because I need to hug you because <laughs> I too feel the pain of the projectors. Love, light, life. 11, 11, 1. Can everyone wow. remember that, do you think? I think that would be really easy for people, people to remember, remember that? Right? Great, okay, yeah, let's okay. do it. And probably what we'll do is we'll try and like really have simple meeting, short message to kind mm-hmm. of welcome guests in so they can hear a little bit about who Jesus is, what we believe, but... You know, try and keep it really kind of friendly for guests coming for the first time. Yeah, it's super fun. Like yeah. all the best things that we do for... And snacks. Always snacks. Definitely have snacks. Sugar. Um, good lighting. Good lighting. Fun events. Fun. Craft. Love games. Brilliant. Stuff for the kids. Yeah. Bouncy castles. Amazing. Inflatables. Do you know, have we yet to go head to head in those orbs? Only because I'm scared. <laughs> we should do that too. That would be fun. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Okay, we should tell everyone about that too. Okay, so 11, 11, 1. And what else? Yeah, if only there's a way that we could like get everyone to help us as well, like backstage, so it didn't just feel like those things on a Sunday. We yeah. need like a good idea that would help everybody maybe get together in groups in some way and kind of connect with us. Oh, hang oh, on, my phone's ringing. ringing. It's Ross. It's Ross Oh, Roswell. nice. We always love hearing from Ross. I know. Amazing. Let Vinton. Ros Vinton. Ros Vinton. Oh. 
Hi, Ros like Binton. I'm so sorry. It's because we grew up room. together. I still call you Horswell. But how are you doing? Hi, Karis. How are you doing? I hope I'm not interrupting your evening. Oh, no. You know, me and Ben just sat around the fireplace in our dressing gowns. I was put always. Oh, yeah. Like you're every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just had to ring because I had this great idea about how people can get involved with our special Sundays. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. so weird. Talking about that, I, I've, this is all coming together. Okay. What's your idea? Well, I was thinking, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be nice if when people come to um, to those Sundays, they've like already met some people? You know, it's always easier turning up at a party if you're coming with someone you've met before, isn't it? That's such a good idea. I'm just going to put you on speakerphone so Ben can hear. Hang on. Okay, hang on. Thanks. Hi, Ben. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Vinton. Uh, Roz, it's Roz. She's had a great idea about how people can help us invite people along to special Sundays. You always have your phone volume up so loud that I heard most of it. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Sorry about this, Rosalind. It's all right, guys. It's all right. I know what your evenings are like. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking, like... Okay, go on, yeah. You know, if the city groups could do some sort of hangout beforehand, you know, like maybe during the week before... Like um, a social kind of... Yeah, something social. Just to get to know people. And so all those people that they've been inviting, um, they can kind of uh, have fun with first. And so then it's less intimidating coming into a big hall. And then you kind of know some people in the the big building. Yeah, exactly. You've got it. It's almost like we thought about it before that's amazing <laughs> Roz that's great thank you you've got such a good heart for people that makes a lot of sense so basically we'll have some city group kind of social events the week before the special Sundays and then we can all get to know each other and it doesn't feel so scary coming to church for the first time because you know people and it's all friendly yeah exactly Perfect. that brilliant yeah, I think we should do like bowling we should get the word out to city group days on that. <laughs> bowling wow I'd love to go bowling see I don't like bowling because you have to wear other people's shoes I'm like <laughs> Oh, that is true. We'll find you your own on, you know, it's fine. Okay, I'm in. Hey, say okay. goodnight to Stu for us. Will do. See, See you guys. Right. Bye. 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 That's amazing. Wow, it's just a great idea. I love how it's all coming together. Okay, cool. Spontaneously. So, basically, the way people can help... Yeah, because people probably want to know what they can do to help, right? Well, they can definitely help us set up for the special Sundays. Perfect. Good. But the yeah, main thing is going to be inviting to two things. Invite, invite, and pray. Okay, so invite to something city group fun, invite to a special event Sunday, and then when people come to special event Sunday, we'll ask Ruthie to do a roundup. Yeah, we can do like a roundup. A Ruthie roundup. And she can come onto stage, she can tell everyone about life class, class she's organizing so much of it this year. She can like let everyone know what the dates are, how cool it's going to be. She can even sign people up for it live on the Sunday. Yeah, she love shaping like that, it's be brilliant. Great, okay, so people can invite... People can invite again. Invite and pray. Because we'll still do prayer Sunday night, 7 o'clock. We'll just keep the building open. We'll always pray on a Sunday night. That'd be great. Really pray for Life Class. Yeah, I was going to say, let's ask Adam and Jane to like, really Jane. focus They're it on They do such a great job class. on that. Yeah, we should ask them to help with that. Brilliant. Okay, so that we've really covered, covered everything in prayer and given Perfect. people a chance to pray for their friends and family and just pray blessings for them. Yeah. And then that's like amazing. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, okay. Great. Sorted. Um, should we do? We should probably tell people in church about this. Yeah, we should do like a special um, vision Sunday. Yeah, can we do a few? Because this was fun. Like maybe a few. Yeah, and as we kind of have more ideas about other things, we can do a few more vision Sundays and do we, share. Do we always have to do it in our dress? I'm again? always going to wear this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> and that is almost exactly how it happened. That was it. More or less. It I'll was. Tell you what, I'm hot. This is warm in this thing. Yay! I'm in my dressing gown on stage. And 
You've lost yours. I know. No, keep mine on. <laughs> okay. And the great thing about the goal for 50 for life class is there are so many 50s in life around yes, and about. Good, yes. So you can kind of go through your daily life and still get reminded of like, hey, let's invite 50 people to find out about Jesus for themselves. So we've got a 50 pence piece. 50. Every time you, if you carry cash around, if you don't carry cash, why don't you just try and find a 50p and like sellotape it to your head? Uh, or your fridge or something, but just have that in your mind that like we're it. looking for Good. God to provide an opportunity for 50 people to find out about Jesus for themselves. 50 First Dates, great movie. I haven't movie. seen that film, don't plan to. Uh, yeah, great. Get your friends around, watch that movie, very funny, good excuse to watch a bit of TV. Sure. Uh, 50%, 50% off. 50% off, I love 50% off sales. I do a lot of 50% off. Are you thinking off. what I'm thinking? What? Metro Sensor. Okay, <laughs> 50% off, yeah. great. And uh, you can't quite see them because the projector hasn't had its update yet, but there's some... Uh, 50, Comedy 50 glasses. 50 glasses. Is anybody here 50? Anybody in the building actually 50 that. years Can't old? No. no. Is anybody 49? Carol, are you 50? Great. Everyone wow. hug Carol on the way out and say, congratulations for being 50. You're never 50. Really? Wow. Man, you let that go too quietly. We'll have to have a retrospective 50 party for Carol's birthday. That'd be amazing. Wow. So we could party with our 50 glasses as well. Okay, 50. Do you still need me or have you exhausted the contents of my creative brain I, I, I can that seems very unlikely <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more idea okay why don't we have um, a launch party for life okay, class perfect okay when, yeah. you're so easy to work with yeah. so we'll, we'll have a launch party where we can invite people to that as well if they're Great. thinking maybe life classes for them they could come along to the launch party find out more about life class um, and then maybe we could ask Dave to put the, the, a slide up with the dates of Life Class on at the end oh, of the meeting. Oh, yeah, so. at the end of the Vision Sunday. So yeah, and then there, people yeah. could kind of write the dates down. Dave's really good at all that sort yeah. of thing, so he'll And do then that I will get in touch with Fabertron, and I'll ask him, James Faber, right. to get it all on the internet, on our oh, website. Oh, okay, of course, because then we can put it all online so people who heard about it can like, actually look it on the website. They and, can find out about the three uh, special events. There, so we can, yeah, it's great They can find out about the launch party. They can find out about Life Class. Perfect. God bless James Faber. Amazing. I love the internet sometimes. Okay. Can I go now? F- fist bump? Yes. Okay, just like that. Even the bit at the end where I forgot the other thing that we were meant to talk about. Four steps of faith. Four steps of faith to receive a promise, to visualize, to confess, and then to push through to really make it happen. So today, if you want to receive this word for your life, I want you to stand with me. Why don't we all stand? And we're going to just pray simply together. And if you can feel that actually... God's speaking to you about an area of your own life that you'd love to see a breakthrough in, uh, whether it's health, healing, whatever's going on with you, something, family, relationship. I really expect God for a miracle. Then I just want to pray for you especially this morning and ask for God to meet you where you are, just like Jesus met this lady and brought a supernatural change into her life. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that as you walked the earth, you moved with people and you met them where they were, and you brought supernatural change into their lives. So for every person here this morning with a physical need or a need in their life, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would move to meet that need. I pray that our experience will be that Jesus meets our needs today. Jesus heals us today. Jesus brings change. Jesus welcomes our lives even today. And we pray for each person who needs that special help from you. 
And if you want to be someone who joins in with those three responses, right? Invite, invite, pray. Invite, invite, pray. I want you to raise a hand just where we are as we're praying now. And I'm going to pray for you because this is going to be a really, this is just going to be a great opportunity to help other people find out about Jesus for themselves. So Lord, I thank you for every person responding. I thank you for every person who can receive this word, who can receive a vision for connecting with others in our city and helping them find out about Jesus for themselves. And God, I pray there will be such a great team in this. We'll have some fun in this. Um, But ultimately, God, we pray that we'll push through and make a huge difference for people who need you in their lives and a huge difference for our city in this time. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, everybody.